Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, Dave. I don't know why I always am the one that uh, that does introductions. Well, because you're better at uh, lately at inviting great guests. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes it's good. It's sometimes it's funny to put to ask you to do the introduction well, when you no, don't even know who you were talking to. I no, like that. Why, why would you do that to me? <laughs> would I do something like that to you? Never. Right. Would, um, I, would I completely tell you before we get an interview? <laughs> Give you the wrong name, wrong company, wrong information. So, so only uh, once. Colin McDavid and uh, and Kaylee Reed are are on the boiling point with us today from from where you label. And uh, so I, I'm going to do a, uh, my version of your of your intro, uh, introduction, guys. And uh, then I'd like you guys to uh, to go a little bit deeper. So where you label is is a clothing and accessories line and um it's uh, what i would call more of a, a social impact business dave where uh, they bring an incredible amount of awareness to uh, to mental illness and uh, and different things like this and uh it's really blown up in, in the last little while so much to the point that i was at a seth godin conference and i saw a guy wearing one of your shirts Yes, I know. He was with <laughs> yeah. me. He was with me. He's one of my... You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, but the <laughs> word's getting out, guys. And Wear Your Label is doing some amazing things. I'd rather it if you... Um, uh, if, if the two of you could just give us a quick introduction about Wear Your Label, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, Great. sure. Great. Uh, Kelly, do you mind if I go first, and then you go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go ahead. So, Wear Your Label is a, it's a social enterprise, and... Uh, we use fashion as a means to create conversation, conversations, community, and care around mental health. And uh, moreover, we try and make mental illness visible. So in doing so, the best way I can explain to you is, is, is this way. So when you break your arm, you get a cast, right? And all your friends sign that cast. And it's a symbol to the world to say, you know what? I'm hurting, but I'm healing. And the community in the world accept that. They accept that cast. Uh, and it's it's part of their everyday life because they can see it. They can understand what it is and what it does. See, with mental illness, a lot of to- the times, you can't really see what people are going through. You can't really identify with that. And for when you can't see something, it's really hard to understand, and it's really hard to grasp onto. So we try and do that through our clothing. So we're trying to help the individual, but we're also trying to create a sense of community and belonging with what we do. So when two people out in the world, whether it's at work or at school or at the movies, and they see someone else wearing a wear-your-label garment, they don't have to talk to one another. They don't have to connect. They just have to know that that person out there is going through maybe something very similar to themselves. So that's that's how I talk about where you live. And how about you, Kaylee? Yeah. Um, Kyle did a great job of explaining kind of what we do. I guess I can give you a background on on why we started. Um, Both Kyle and I are personally affected by mental illness. So Kyle lives with generalized anxiety disorder, and I'm recovering from an eating disorder. And it was just over a year ago that uh, we had met through working with a mental health organization, and Kyle proposed this this wild idea of putting mental health labels on t-shirts to kind of make a statement and to raise money. And uh, after 
after really thinking about it and talking with other people about their struggles and, and maybe what they thought and how the mental health field is working right now and the fashion industry, we realized that it was something that was really filling a gap. Um, and we've been able to kind of create something really positive in this industry that is notorious for making people's mental health worse. And so it's been a really um, personal journey starting this, this business, but um, we've also been able to, to help a lot of people and connect with people through their own struggles and, and kind of share that through our designs, um, hoping to help other people get to their strengths. Wow. You know, so you, so I, that's, I was, Thank you for going there because I was kind of curious about how um, you know how the, you know what the genesis was and the origins of this and um, so what do you, how what's the response been how are people responding to um, to the company and to the concept and the idea it it's been fantastic Greg like we've we've we get so much um, positive feedback from the people that that receive our packages and that 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 connect with us over social media. I I mean last week we got a, a note from a young girl who said, you know what, my wear your label package is the best antidepressant I've ever received. And we've had notes from fathers and parents that say, you know what, like my daughter is going through a lot of issues with self esteem or or she has trouble uh um connecting with the images in the media and, and she has uh, significant challenges with eating. I think your clothing could be a foot in the door to, to start a conversation with her and, and with my family. So like we, we actually get to hear this, the, the stories and the impacts that we're making on people's lives. And it's just, it's just so awesome, right? Like to, to hear those things. And it's a, it's a great thing to be a part of and to, to, to start it. I mean, that must, and, and I mean, that's gotta be so inspiring to get that type level of feedback, you know, from, from people and knowing you're having it, making a difference. Yeah, it, it really is kind of the driving force behind everything that we do. And I mean, we both kind of started it out of a personal place, but it's now grown to something that is so community driven and um, creating this, this space, whether it's online or whether it's in real life, that can be safe for people to talk about their mental health and can um, give people a reason to reach out and to be open and to take ownership over their mental illness. And that's been just so incredibly rewarding. So, and do you have a, like, in terms of your background, I mean, the idea is great. Um, Greg and I are just flipping through some pictures of the, the clothing and they look like the design is very cool. I mean, from what I can tell. So is, do you have, do you have a background in the clothing industry or like what, how does that all play into this or does it? I mean, it's, it's been a lot of learning. Uh, we have some really great mentors who have taught us the graphic design ropes, how to screen print. Um, my background, I just finished my degree at the University of New Brunswick last May um, in leadership, so not really related. <laughs> um, but I have been writing for some fashion companies for a while. I've done modeling. I was planning on going and doing my master's in fashion in New York after graduation. So I have a little bit of experience there. And I mean, Kyle had some experience with the social side of things, um, starting a nonprofit and working with pickaroons. And so it, it wasn't really direct experience, but experience that we pulled from other organizations that we'd worked with and kind of being in the industry and our personal experiences. And that's kind of been enough to, to get us to where we are now. So um, what we're doing, guys, uh, in every episode, we're, we're identifying a theme. And it feels like the theme here is labels. And labels 
that can create negative experiences, but also labels that create community and, and tribes. You know, uh, w- one of the things that I, I you know, we, we, we always joke about hockey and the Grateful Dead here. Um, one of the things about the Grateful Dead, I remember in high school, I actually had a Volkswagen van, right? A little camper van. And I was not a Grateful Dead fan. I didn't know their music or anything. And I refused to put a Grateful Dead sticker on the back because I wasn't part of that tribe at all, you know? And uh, I, I, I later on did become part of that tribe. And at that point, when once I did, if I saw anybody with a little steal your face sticker or, or shirt, I knew that we had something in common. And there's something so powerful about finding tribe members and tribe mates who you don't personally know, but you immediately have this connection. So do you feel, you know, it'd be cool to hear your, your perspectives on both, like how, how labels can be incredibly negative and damaging and incredibly uh, unifying and, uh, and, and positive. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that, guys? You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're doing something that a lot of people at the beginning were like, whoa, slow down. You're, you're putting labels about mental health, such, such a taboo topic on, on fashion pieces and, and, and clothing is something that people, people represent, uh, as a part of who they are. Right. Um, so we've done a lot of research and we've talked to a lot of people within the industry and, and there's, there's pros and cons to both sides. I mean, sometimes people, um, agree that labeling theory can be a negative thing, but, um, positive psychology suggests that once an individual wears their label and, and accepts a mental health challenge or a mental illness um, that they experience or that they live with, they're actually proven to, to get better and their health is actually is supposed to get better and, and uh, uh, because they feel comfortable. They, uh, they understand that it's just a part of them, but it does not define who they are, right? So when, when what we're trying to do is, is, is help them recognize that there's so much more than that, just one thing, that they're, uh, they're a whole story. They're a, they're a whole book of, of amazing experiences and that their mental health label is just one page of that so what we're trying to do is is create that community and rally people behind where your label so that you know people celebrate the fact that they that they've gone through a struggle and that they're now able to live um live with their mental health challenges and 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 be a productive and positive member to to the community and and maybe even help others that are going through something similar so Taylor, maybe you can add more to that but yeah, well, I was just going to say, um, something that we've always been really passionate about was this idea of creating conversations about mental health. Um, and I mean, both Kyle and I are fashion lovers, and being somebody who loves fashion and design, you know that uh, your outfit can, o- can oftentimes be a conversation starter. Um, or if you see something that you like somebody else is wearing, uh, then you, you ask them about that, where did they get it, who is it from, who made it, whatever. Um, and so when we kind of came up with this idea for Wear Your Label, it was, it was a little bit risky, it was a little bit scary in many ways, but at the same time, we, we realized that if we could turn these labels into something more positive, into something almost stylish in a way, um, it would create this, this positive community around it. And what we found is that if people are afraid to talk about their labels, they're not going to talk about mental health. Um, and right now there's this stigma attached to these, these different labels, these mental illnesses. And if we can remove that stigma and make these labels something that's okay to talk about, then the conversation just opens up that much more louder. 
so and, and if you go back to your each of your personal experience um i'm just i'm curious about like what did it take to start you know for each of you to wear your label hmm. Um, that's a good question. It was, uh, I mean, for, for my personal experience, it was, it was a really long and difficult journey before I had even, you know, told my parents that it was something I was struggling with or opened up with a best friend. And Kyle was actually one of the first people that I had talked to about my eating disorder because, um, he was somebody who was really open about his own mental health and that made me feel more open. And I think sometimes it just takes that one person who gets it to help you take ownership over your own struggles and, um, be able to be open about that. And, uh, then in turn inspire others and create conversations with other people who might be struggling. And so I would say in, in my experience, Kyle was kind of that person for me who really helped me take ownership over whatever I was struggling through. Um, and, and it was meeting him and starting where your label that helped me uh, talk about my own eating disorder. And now hopefully I'm able to, to help others with what we're doing too. Incredible. How about you, Kyle? Thank you so much, Kelly. That was really, that was really nice. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. My whole story is a, is a long one. I mean, but uh, so one of the biggest things is uh, I have an emotional mentor, and her name is Dr. Joan Wright, and she is my uh, my therapist. But she's she's more than that. She uh, she teaches me things that uh, that are amazing uh, that I would never have learned about myself. Uh, so I have ADHD and anxiety, and right now I'm going through a process called neurofeedback, which is a uh, a new kind of treatment that doesn't use uh, like narcotics or chemicals like Adderall or Ritalin, um, but uses um, like uh, uh, like brain waves and theta and beta testing with uh, your your mind to kind of uh, do the same thing organically. Um, so I get to experience like a lot of different things with her and, and in the mental health world and really early on. So the best way she explained it to me is she goes, you know, you came to see me when you're 18, you're going through a lot. And now that you're 22, um, you have way less baggage than someone who would come see me at 45 who had years and years of just pent-up stress and anxiety or anger that they would just push down their root causes. For you, it was a lot easier because you were so open to talk about it. So that's one of the driving forces for me as well is is realizing that like it's really bad to hold stuff in, right? Um, and so when we do talks, I, I have this example, right? I mean, you... I pour like you pour a glass of water and you hold it there, right? Uh, and for for ten minutes, it's okay to hold hold that glass out with your hand, but for an hour, it starts to get a little irritating. But imagine holding on to that for a year, right? Sometimes it's okay to put the glass down and to, and to let things go and to move forward and to understand why. So so just being open and talking about things have been really really helpful for both Kaylee and I. And and starting where you label has definitely improved our, our mental health because it, it's at the forefront, right? And uh, it's something we talk about every day, and it's something that we've learned and, and grown with. But we definitely do take days where where we take care of ourselves and and uh, self care, and because and, it's, it's, we we advocate so much that uh, in order to help others, you first have to take care of yourself. And uh, it's been a it's been a really interesting journey for sure. 
you know, I, I'm listen, as I'm listening to both of you, and by the way, good for you guys. That's so, uh, it's inspiring to, to hear the stories behind the, the company and, and what you're doing. And, and I can't help but think, and some of the work that I do as a coach is, um, you know, it's this idea of, of supporting people being vulnerable. And, um, you know, as I'm listening to, you know, Kaylee describe Kyle being, you know, basically open, sometimes when we're vulnerable, it, it, it gives permission for people to be around us to be vulnerable as well. But it takes a lot of courage to do that mm-hmm. initially. So well, that's so cool. And just for both of you to know, um, one of my uh, business partners, um, uh, Bill Howitt, his name is, um, does a lot of work in mental health. And what's interesting is he's so passionate about it and he's got... He's got a number of PhDs, and he's this brilliant guy. His interesting thing about his story and how he wears his label is he grew up dyslexic and had ADHD, and but didn't get it uh, figured out till he was in his late teens. Um, and but has just used this, and 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 it's fascinating. And and I'd love to hear you guys' perspective on this. But for him just to talk about um, the mental health and and just how um, destructive it is, but also how expensive it is. Um, you know, for the business community. And, and I, I'm, I'm going here because we have people that own businesses that listen to our podcast. But it's just, it's there seems to be uh, such a need for awareness in the business community about, you know, taking good care and helping employees wear their labels. Do you guys, any 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 point of view on that or any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Kelly, do you mind if I take this one? Yeah, go for it. Well, like, I think it's something around one in five Canadians will experience a mental health challenge in their lifetime. And that number gets uh, significantly higher when you talk about young people, but those statistics are 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 only like treated and diagnosed individuals. So that's what those are based on. Those aren't based on like people like your business partner, your friend who didn't really know he was diagnosed with ADHD and deflection because he's a lot older. So there's a lot of challenges that we have in the mental health industry to actually just get people to these these, these clinics or these see these psychiatrists or these staff to actually get evaluated to see what's going on and, and why they're having these issues. But uh, for, for businesses, I think it's like 70% of doctor's visits are stress-related. So prevention is a huge thing, right? So allowing people to, like, I think there's a word in Japanese that, uh, like, that culture is so built around working so much and so much and so much that they have heart attacks, right? Like, um, So there's, like, a lot of, of lot of things that we can do to, to reduce stress in the workplace. A lot of a lot of like startups and organizations that are doing mental health days. They're also doing volunteer days where employees get paid to go volunteer with an organization or a cause that they're so passionate about. Um, there's health and wellness activities. So yoga, spinning, running, there's bursaries that companies can provide for um, outdoor activities. Uh, there's all kinds of different things. Uh, Pickaroons is a great example of that, where they offer discounts on, on healthy commuting to work, whether it's through bike or, or eco-friendly transportation or uh, things like that. So it's a, it's a really, uh, I think companies are starting to understand that um, it's more than just a, a salary that's that's keeping people in competitive, uh, staying competitive in business. It's uh, it's a it's a whole experience that you want to bring as a company. So uh, I think that's that's the way that uh, people are moving forward for sure. That's yeah, I, I think that's incredible, and it's really neat to uh, to finally recognize that we spend more hours with each other in the workplace than we do with our families. So. Really, our waking hours, if the majority or if at least 50% of the average Canadian or American is at work, why aren't we 
treating each other with uh, you know, with that sort of care that we would if we had control of our own lives, let's say on a weekend, <laughs> you know? So the fact that Picaroons and all these companies who are, as Amanda calls it, are entering into this new economy is starting to be become aware of this and realizing that our, our best asset is, you know, really is each other and uh, the, the healthy workplace um, or, or a place where, where we can all thrive in a healthy environment physically and, uh, and mentally is, uh, is a place where people are going to want to work and live and, uh, and grow together. And uh, it just it's strange that it's taken us this long to get out of that industrial mindset. But how awesome is it that we're starting to see that shift? And Kaylee, I, I, anything uh, more on that track at all? Like, are you starting to see? Yeah, I mean, yeah go ahead. I think um, just from my experience, what what I'm seeing is that what can almost be the most empowering piece is just having people in the workplace who are open and just having that mentality at work that it's okay not to be okay. Um, It's okay if you need to take a sick day for your mental health. It's okay um, to talk with your coworkers about these issues. And it's something that is, it's kind of just coming to light, I think, as it is in, in every other, in, in schools, in um, the public, in families. I mean, mental health is kind of just starting to, to break into um, our conversations. And it's almost like a hot topic right now in a way, um, because there is so many great campaigns and things happening. But I think just being able to, to talk to someone um, and be able to talk openly and without judgment can sometimes be the most helpful thing for a person. And I know from my experience, sometimes it just takes one conversation to be able to create more. And that almost creates this ripple effect in then um, creating change. And let's let's get to the business side of this, guys. Um, <clears throat> going through your website, I see that there's uh, a, a really nice percentage of your profits go go back into the into the system, trying to to support people uh, with with mental health uh, uh, research and all these other sort of things. Why, why don't you talk about building your company as a social enterprise? Um, so when Carl and I first started Wear Your Label, it was actually just a side project in university. Um, it's something we came up with one night o- over dinner, and we never really intended it for it to be a business. We kind of just were really excited about it. We started drafting up these design ideas, and we thought it could be something cool to work on. Um, and so after we pitched out a few different entrepreneurial competitions, like the Yes Summit and um, different different things like that, we started realizing that it could actually be something that we could do. You know, it could be a business. And I think that was something that was inspiring to us because the startup community in Fredericton and in the Maritimes is, is really exciting. And there's a lot of support and a lot of mentorship going on. But our heart was really in the side of making an impact. And so we played with the idea for a while of finding different ways to give back with our clothing. Um, And so mental health is kind of difficult because it's not one of those models where you can buy a shirt and it will pay for someone's treatment. (laughs) Um, It just doesn't really work that way. But we, we were able to find a way to give back some of the profits from every purchase made and partner with different organizations and donate clothing to different events and, um, that's been 
one of the more um, exciting pieces of what we're doing too is being able to give back. Yeah, and uh, well, for me, Greg, a lot of this came from working with Sean at the Garoons. Uh, like, especially with the uh, the B Corp process that we went under, and and I just been learning about all the awesome stuff that we that we do as a company. I I, I was like, wow, you can you can do good and make money. Like that was like that blew me away that you could do both. And uh, it's a really cool example that, that, that Pickerons has been able to do that, been successful and been, been a leader in that for the last 10, 10 or so years. I mean, um, just having conversations about the small donations or the, the large contributions to different organizations and clubs and sports teams that the, that the, that Pickerons does really inspired me. And it also inspired me in a way to say, you know what, like, I can do this too with our with with mental health and with with our company. I think that you know it's important to have a fashion label, but I think it is important to to do something a little bit different. I think especially our customers and our generation demand more from from each other and from 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 companies and business. They 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 need to see a T-shirt that does more than just look good. It has to it has to make them feel something. It has to make them connected to a cause. It has to it has to do more and. Uh, and we recognized that a little bit earlier than, than most. And we said, you know what, we can do that at Wear Your Label. We can, we can design a t-shirt that, that gives back to an organization that has a tag that not only tells you how to wash and take care of your garment, but also written by professional psychologists on how to take care of yourself, right? We can, we can develop something that like does more than just look good, but start a conversation and, and change the way people think about a very serious issue. And, and I think that, I think you're going to see a lot of that. Moving forward, I think I think uh, I think that's going to be the new norm is, is in social enterprise, and I think that uh, especially here in Atlanta, Canada, there is a huge huge push for that with Amanda and with people like you said in this new economy that um, we should we should be moving away from focusing on on the traditional models of business and and start looking on ways that we can improve um, community and 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 the lives of people affected by different challenges. So love it. Well, listen, you guys, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know, listen, I'll guarantee that people listening to this that haven't already purchased uh, uh, any of your clothing will want to find out how they can. So what's the best way for people to do that and to learn more about um, about you guys and the movement? Uh, so you can find our website online at wearyourlabel.com, and that's our online store. Um, we exclusively sell online right now. So that's the only way you can get us. Uh, and you can also follow us and connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Wear Your Label. Absolutely. And on May 20th, we're launching our Kickstarter campaign. So stay tuned for some big things coming from Wear Your Label. We're looking to move into retailers and to, to grow our business across Canada and into the United States. So we're... Uh, we're hitting 2015 with a bang, that's for sure. Uh, guys, this is amazing. Well, uh, we're really proud of what you guys are doing, and uh, and uh, we will continue to push the message. And uh, I'm going to be ordering mine uh, this week. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I don't have one yet. So <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks so much, guys. And uh, I think I'll see one or if not both of you on Friday. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, probably just one of you because I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't be back quite yet. But. Okay, right on. That's great. Well, have a great, uh, great time and uh, out in Calgary, and uh, looking forward to continuing. And thanks for everything that you guys are doing. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. See you guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye bye. See ya. Bye. I think the cool thing about these guys is not only are they, you know, a 
quote unquote social enter- enterprise, i.e., they are using po- a portion of the profits to go back into to make uh, the community a better place and, and help the people who are affected by uh, different challenges. The the whole purpose of their company, talking about purpose driven company, is to really open up conversation and uh, and 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 uh, destigmatize uh, mental health issues. Like how cool is that? And this is what we're talking about. This new, whole new economy, businesses around purpose. Yeah, you know? I know. No, it's brilliant. And I know we're at the very. We gotta. We gotta. We only have a minute left here. <clears throat> um, but I'm assuming they're most would be considered millennials. Yeah. Okay. So my the you know of, of the many many takeaways would be for for all the 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 folks out there that maybe don't understand this generation. I think here's a great example because I hear a lot of times, well, they expect everything handed to them and all this kind of stuff, and and I always wonder, well, which one? Who are you meeting, right? And so here's a great example of two young people. Uh, who are wise, doing really cool stuff, important work, and also um, you know good doing good business, um, and uh, yeah, appreciate. It. Even though they th- they thought every question was coming from Greg Hemmings, if it was me, but that's okay. But uh, you should what change fa- your name to Greg Hemmings. I, may, I might do that. Did you know that we recently certified uh, B Corp? Uh, good for you. Good for you, Greg. Where were you? That was really good for you. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, listen, we'll, we'll see you next week. It looks like we're, uh, we're, we're topped out. Time, out. Man. Okay, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, Keep sharing. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, Visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.